1938. <laughs> 36. <laughs> I don't want to say it the way they used to say it on TV. Can you remember that, huh? 36. That's, that's, that's what's on my mind at the moment. That's why I'm trying, I'm trying to remind myself, don't go there, but I, I just seem to go there. <laughs> Luke chapter 2, verses... Oh, okay, probably. 3, 6. <laughs> Let's read together. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years only after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. How do you like that, eh? Until she was 84, she was a widow. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them, at that very moment she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So far may God bless the reading of his precious word. Now often when we preach this year, we preach it on Christmas Day. But today it's not Christmas Day, but it's Mother's Day. How do you like that? And we're going to focus on this word and we're going to focus on Anna. And the title of the message is The Soul Shaper, A Woman of Discernment. But before we get into that, let's just pray together and just commit the message to the Lord and also our mothers. Father, we want to thank you for the privilege of being here today and celebrating mothers. Lord, many mothers have touched our lives, not only our own, but many mothers, Lord, have touched our lives and, and really made a difference somewhere and in some way. And today we honor our mothers in every nation, in every country, Globally, we honor our mothers. But right locally here, Lord, we honor our mothers today. And we pray that you will be with them in a very special way. Lord, we would not have been here if there were no mothers. <laughs> mothers have given birth to the greatest of the greatest. Great people, amazing people, gifted people. They've been blessed with that. And we honor you for them. And Lord, as we bring them before you, we pray, Lord, that your blessing will rest on them. And that today they will feel valued, appreciated, loved, and elevated. We commit them to you, Lord, and we pray your blessing over them. At the same time, Lord, we also want to pray your blessing over every home represented here today. Lord, in every home, there are challenges. There's no perfect home. And yet, Lord, you love each one of us unconditionally without reservation. And we thank you, Lord, for every home and every family here today. We pray that you will be with, be with every family represented here today. Father, there are those who have lost moms recently and those who have lost moms 
maybe a while back. We pray that today they will be reminded and think back of the blessings that they have received even from their moms, Lord. Now, Father, we come before you. We honor you. And we pray that you will use your word this morning to minister to us in an awesome and powerful way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're a visitor with us here today, just be welcome, feel welcome, and be blessed here today. The soul shaper, a woman of discernment, eh? Before sin entered the world, before the snake in the grass even thought up his low plan of deception, there was a void in the world. How do you like that? A void in the world. None of the animals or birds could fill it. Neither could Adam fill it. God determined that to make his creation complete, there was a need for a woman to fill the void. How do you like that? A woman to fill the void, eh? So he reached down with his own hands, so to speak, and personally crafted all the ladies that you see here today and beyond. Crafted you. Woman, you were crafted by the maker and master of all times. And that is why here this morning we're going to focus on this woman who was a soul shaper, Anna. And the question we need to ask is, why did Anna make it under adverse circumstances? Or oh, adverse, how did I say that? Or oh, adverse circumstances when so many others did not. Well, a soul shaper, first of all, learns to come to terms with the pain and the disappointments of the past. That's what a soul shaper does, eh? You learn to come to terms with the disappointments and the pain of the past. Anna was a prophetess, as we read there, which means she received direct revelation from God and passed it along to others. I want to ask you, what have you been passing along to others thus far as a woman? This gift that she had tells us that Anna was one who spoke forth truth. Her life represented the truth. Her name means grace. Did you hear that? Anna was the daughter of Phanuel, whose name means face of God. What a beautiful picture associated with her. Grace. When Anna's name was mentioned, people saw grace. When Anna's name was mentioned, they saw the face of God in her. Amazing, eh? I have to ask you, Women, oh, my voice goes a little bit high this morning, eh? Whoa, women, <laughs> do they see the face of God in your life? Do they see grace? This morning, what a beautiful picture. Anna lived with her husband seven years, as we read, after her marriage and then as a widow until she was 84, maybe beyond. May, um, probably 84 plus, I don't know how long. 
Remember in those days, Jewish girls at 12 already, they got married. You must remember that. She was a light for others to see. However, Anna was not immune to trials and hardships. She knew the grief of losing her husband and the pain it brings to the heart. Being a widow in Anna's day was indeed devastating. It's still devastating today also. She would not be able to make a living and would be dependent upon other people or remarriage for survival. But Anna was rich beyond measure and never found herself alone or forsaken. Isn't that amazing, eh? When we think about our lives, no matter what has been happening, there is one who will never abandon you, woman. One who will never forsake you. He's always there for you. And I loved what she believed and had the power to exert the same influence on others. She was an example for others to emulate. Woman, are you an example this morning? for others to emulate. And it was also of the tribe, of the family of Asher. Did you hear that? Asher was the eighth son of Jacob, and his name means blessed. My goodness, another thing about Anna. Hey? So now she's a woman of grace. People saw the face of God in her, and they realized that this woman is blessed. Wouldn't you want to be around someone like that, who is blessed? who walks around and you see the face of God. And you see grace written all over her. And I knew the blessings of God though. Even though our outward circumstances may have indicated otherwise. The Bible says Anna was advanced in years and it did not view her life from the perspective of the past, or her past, but from the perspective of the present and the future. She focused on opportunities yet to be gained rather than lost opportunities. To enter each day was a gift from God to be lived for his glory. She lived according to Psalm 90, verse 12. Do you know that verse? Some of our seniors might know. So teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. And his heart of wisdom taught her not to worry about tomorrow, for she knew tomorrow would take care of itself, according to Matthew 6, verse 34. She was a soul shaper. She was a woman of discernment and she didn't allow her past to hamper her or hold her back or deprive her of the very best of the Lord. But secondly, a soul shaper learns to abide in Christ daily. Verse 37 there. She never left the temple, the Bible says. She never fell away or became faithless, in other words. Women, are you faceless this morning? She never became faceless, Anna. She kept trusting and obeying. Anna believed and depended upon the Lord not only to supply her every need, but also to use her life for his glory. Christ was a major part of her existence daily. 
Most women today feel anything but special. Maybe that is how you feel this morning as they attempt to fulfill the ever-present demands of family, even church, and, and their careers. They feel excluded at times, stressed out, overwhelmed, drained. At worst, they feel they will never measure up to people's expectations. Is that how you feel this morning? Yet today, this is what the Lord says to you and I, and in particular to you as ladies, the Lord says you are extraordinary. And he desires to use you in extraordinary ways. He is searching for women or women who, are, who dare to believe they can make a difference. Think about it for a moment. When you think about yourself, you're extraordinary woman. The last creative work of God was the formation, can you remember? Or the creation of a woman. Ladies, you are the crown of God's creation this morning. If you think about yourself, say to yourself, I'm the crown of God's creation. Something in creation, as you heard earlier, was missing without the presence of a woman. So God placed you on the scene. God purposely created man and woman unlike each other because he wanted them to complete each other. Now imagine that after God made man, I want to say this, when God made man, man was perfect, flawless. You could not point a finger at anything in terms of man when God created man. But yeah, for the first time, I'm, I'm amazed. You know, after God created man, he looked at him and said, I can do better than that. I can do better than that. My goodness. That's what he said. It's the only time God said that. Adam and he put him to sleep, and Adam fell into a deep sleep while God created the first woman out of Adam's rib. Hey? Out of his rib. Adam, Adam fell asleep, my goodness, single. And he woke up a married man, my goodness. <laughs> hey? Men? Let me just warn you, never fall asleep when God is working. You may just be surprised what, uh, when you wake up. <laughs> hey, abide in him daily, though. This is the key. Uh, abide in him daily. To abide means to remain, to remain close to him. It means our relationship deepens day by day. We walk with him. We, we talk with him. He listens to us, we listen to him. We sing to him. We praise him. We worship him. We honor him. And we take him with us because his life is in us wherever we go. That's the amazing thing as we abide in him. 
But then thirdly here this morning, yo, are we already there, hey? Uh, you know, if we think about this here, the soul shaper. A soul shaper learns to live with a thankful heart. And you can read that in verse 38 there. This woman had a thankful heart. Because of her thankful heart, she learned to see people and circumstances through the eyes of a merciful and gracious God. <laughs> How thankful are you this morning? for the life that he has given you. How thankful are you this morning for your family? How thankful are you this morning for the house that he has blessed you with? How thankful are you this morning for the fact that he is always present with you? Even those times when you don't want him to be around, he's still around, he's still there for you. How thankful are you this morning but a thankful person can see things that others are unable to see. Yeah. The Lord granted her eyes to see. That was Anna. What others could not see and ears to hear. What others could not hear. You see, discernment. She was a woman of discernment. And discernment is reading between the lines. I'm not saying that we as men do not read between the lines. I think we do. But I want to say this. You... Women somehow seem to read between the lines. Sometimes the wrong lines too. Sorry, ladies. Discernment. <laughs> Discernment is reading between the lines, understanding the unwritten or unspoken message. Your family have gifts. Remember that, ladies. Talents and special destiny moments that God has already arranged for them. Be a discerning mother. Be a discerning woman. Discerning mothers can read between the lines, seeing potential and greatness in their family that is hidden to, to others. Learn how to activate discernment. Learn how to apply discernment in everyday life. Make a profound difference in your loved one's lives by just being you. Don't try to be someone else. Just be you. We want you to be you, moms. Not somebody else. Hear your inner voice of discernment and respond positively. Hear that inner voice of discernment. Discerning women understand that they create the atmosphere in their home. You realize that, woman? You create the atmosphere in the home. Discerning women realize that they create the atmosphere in the home. Now I'm going to tell you this about another woman. One woman was so negative, she would have made a good cover girl for the book of Lamentations. In Afrikaans, we call it Klaag Liedere. Oh, I hope you're not a complainer, ladies. <laughs> what is the atmosphere of your home this morning? Is it negative or positive? Peaceful or angry? Upbeat or depressing? Is your home a shelter or a storm? Oh, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 11, the Bible says, And the Lord blessed Obed, Edom, 
and all his household. In the Old Testament, they have incredible names, you know, that sometimes it's just so difficult to pronounce it. But here, the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Obed-Edom had 70 children and grandchildren. Listen to this. And he kept the Ark of the Covenant in his home for three months. Imagine having the Lord's presence in every room of your house for three months. How about for, the, for the, your entire existence? Just imagine having that, the presence of the Lord in your home. It had such an impact on his family, that, that is Obed-Edom, that all 70 of his children and grandchildren worked in the temple. The faith of Obed-Edom flowed from generation to generation. Obed-Edom's family became hooked to the presence of the Lord. They became passionate about the presence of the Lord because of the, the spiritual atmosphere that it brought to their home. Another man in the Bible, Ahab, had 70 sons as well. You can read there in 2 Kings 10 verse 1. 70 sons. Yeah. 70 sons, my goodness. Ahab and Jezebel were reckless in their lifestyle and godless in their home life. All 70 of their children were captured by a man named Jehu. You can read it there in 1 Kings chapter 10. Who executed each one of them, slaughtered each one of them, destroyed each one of them. Ahab and Jezebel's lifestyle affected their children, their family negatively. I'm asking you, how is your lifestyle affecting your family today? If you allow the atmosphere in your home to become negative, it will begin to decay within a woman indeed has the power to create the right or wrong atmosphere in the home. Can you remember the atmosphere created by Deborah in Judges 4.8? Transformed a weak man, man named Barak into a warrior. A positive remark from Deborah gave him the confidence he needed to win the battle. Ladies, your power of discernment can influence for right or for wrong. I'm challenging you as ladies, and I'm even challenging us as men too. For right or for wrong, for victory or for defeat. Remember, people have a way of becoming what you encourage them to be, not what you nag them to be. Did you hear that? What you encourage them to be, not what you nag them to be. I want to start with children here. I wanted to start with a husband, but first of all, speak to the fool in your child, and the fool will stand up. Isn't it true? But speak to the champion in your child, and the champion will stand up. But now let's go to the husband, wives. Speak to the fool in your husband, and the fool will stand up. I can't help it. I'm thinking... This, even if he's watching his favorite TV program, when he hears the words, you fool, what, would, what do you think would happen? No man would want to hear that. Would get up, 
would want to correct the thing. Isn't that true? But I want to say this. You speak to the fool in your husband and the fool will stand by. But, there's always a but. Speak to the king in your husband and he will hurt himself trying to please you. Isn't it true? Mana, isn't it true? <laughs> there we go. And then let's go do the last one and then we're through here this morning. You know, when we think of a soul shaper, a soul shaper learns to shine as an ambassador for Christ. Verse 38, she spoke to them about the child and the child was the Messiah, Jesus Christ, that she spoke about here. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are called to be his ambassador. Ambassadors are sent on a, what is called a diplomatic mission or on di diplomatic missions. Embassies are called permanent missions. The ambassador is a mission to go wherever. Or the ambassador uh, yeah, is on a mission rather, is on a mission to go wherever he is sent. We all have a mission this morning. The moment we receive Jesus, he gives us a mission to be ambassadors for him to the world. Of all the missions in the world, it is the most important one because it involves people's eternal destinies. How are you representing him here this morning? What environment or climate are you creating in your home, parents? You can change it with your words and your attitude. You can become a great lifter or destroyer of people. Your words are atmosphere changes. When last have your words changed a depressing atmosphere, a defeated atmosphere, a discouraged atmosphere? Your words our atmosphere changes. Our greatest influence is our example. We are always being watched by someone. You may be the only Christian someone knows or will see. So be that ambassador for him. How well does your life represent Jesus today? Wherever you are, in the marketplace, in your home, wherever you go, how well? Does your life represent Jesus? You know, in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8, the word Shanamite is mentioned there. The word Shanamite in Hebrew means peaceful plant. Are you a, like a peaceful plant in your home or in the marketplace or wherever you go? Is your life like a peaceful plant this morning? The Shanamite woman valued the atmosphere of peace in her home. She effected applied her ministry skills as a good wife, a good mother, a good homemaker, a good hostess. I challenge you this morning, determined to be a peace manufacturer in your home today and always and wherever you go. Impart peace by your words by your attitude, by your actions. You see, strife, contention, and resentment do not belong in the atmosphere of your home. Do not insist on getting even. Be at peace. 
He will take care of whatever it is he needs to. If you have been hurt, forgive. For your own good, put it into the Lord's hands. He will handle it for you. There are some things you just cannot handle on your own. We cannot, in fact. You see, unforgiveness is like an asset that always destroys its container. Nothing destroys the cutting edge of, our, of the Holy Spirit in our lives like unforgiveness. You must remember the Holy Spirit convicts. The Holy Spirit leads. The Holy Spirit guides. The Holy Spirit... Um, points out so many things to us. The Holy Spirit warns us, opens our eyes to so many things. But nothing destroys the cutting edge of the Holy Spirit in our lives, like unforgiveness. A critical nature will not solve one thing in which it's fi it finds fault. Have you noticed that? We find fault, you cr critical. That's all you talk about. You criticize, but you do not give the solution. What's the use? Don't even criticize if you haven't got the solution. Isn't it true? You see, criticism will stifle your creativity, and it will stifle the creativity of others as well. That is why the psalmist said, and we're concluding now, in Psalm 141, verse 3, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Set a guard over my mouth. Words kill, words give life. You choose, negat uh, choose to be negative or you choose to, 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 to be someone who will give life and bring life and birth life in others. Negativity is contagious. Do not be a carrier if you are a carrier of negative things. Be someone who is always looking for the best in others. I want to conclude with this verse in Isaiah 2, verse 4, which says, They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Isaiah 2, 4. Swords and spears are instruments of war for fighting. Plowshares and pruning hooks are instruments of harvest used for reaping. The Lord wants to take you from fighting to reaping a harvest where you have been fighting. Let's be like Anna. Anna pointed everyone to the Messiah. Anna pointed everyone to grace, to blessing. Anna pointed everyone to the Lord. Who are you pointing others to today? Let's pray together.